This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, roasted in the gold country of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Are you ready for homeschooling in real life? Ready. I'm loving these new intros. These oh, are fantastic. This is our intro? That was the intro. Yeah, that's what we're doing. This is episode number 106. I'm Kendra. And I'm Fletch. And this is art, films, naked statues, and Hitler. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, so I know what that is. Well, we're going to have some fun on this episode. We are interviewing Lori Lane from Artios Academy about art and culture in your homeschool. And I took a right turn in the middle of this interview and said, I want to expose my kids to culture. And she came in with a great story about Wagner and Hitler. And that's the music in the background. Isn't that dramatic? Yes, it's dramatic. That's the flight of the Valkyries. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what this is about. We're going to be talking about art and culture on this episode. But before we get there, let's have some fun. What is going on in the Fletcher house? Nothing. I don't know. That's what's going on. You and I are not there. We are not there. You know why? Well, I do. It's because, people, we are back in Hawaii. Um, Can't you hear the relaxation? That's right. Fletch and Kendra are on the island of Hawaii for a week away from kids and family and house sales and responsibility. And dogs. Oh, wait. Did I just say that? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Betty and Ross are going to be so bummed. They don't care. Yeah. So we're uh, we're taking a week off, and we're relaxing, and so we decided to do some pre-recording ahead of time, so we don't know what's going on at home at this point, but we know that there's... We know okay. what we're doing. We're there's resting. There's somebody in charge. We're relaxing. I'm probably doing... Are we surfing? We're surfing. You're going to surf. We're going to surf together. We're going to surf. We're going to be under the Pacific Ocean, swimming deep under the water, picking I up shells. I honestly think I'm just going to sleep. Here's the deal. We are going away for our 25th wedding anniversary. We've made it 25 years in this July, so we are celebrating with two very good friends, Eric and Lisa Kelgard. I think they've both been on the show uh, one at a time over the years. Mm-hmm. I know we had him on for early on, early on, yeah. and then we interviewed their kids on the sex episodes, right. and then I think we came back and interviewed them. They're kind of good good go-tos. They have eight kids. We have eight kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric and I were best friends in college. And then uh, Lisa came to school. I met her. And then you came to school. And I pretended to hang out with Lisa to hang out with you. And then... (laughs) Really, truly how that went. Yes. We all kind of connected, started dating, uh, got married. And we've had kids pretty much on pattern all the way through. Yeah. Our last two kids are both special needs. There's everything about us is very unique. And we're both celebrating 25 years of marriage this year. So we decided, eh, let's celebrate together. Yeah. So that's... That's what we're doing. 
Um, but that's going on. Um, boy, we have a lot of other just stuff around the house going on with summer. Kids are fully into their 1970s summer. We talked about this right on the last episode. There's just a whole lot of nothing going on here. Yeah. A lot of cereal bowls being left out on the counter. A lot of, a lot of chocolate milk and right. Otter Pops <laughs> and uh, just things from... I think we should just... I think we should fully engage. We've been watching a lot of television shows from the 70s. You know, Happy Days, Laverne yeah. and Shirley. Hey, speaking of Otter Pops, my friend Michelle just posted on Facebook that you can buy from Amazon... The little plastic thingies, you know, and make your own. That just seems like way too much work. <laughs> it it well, does. That seems like such a homeschool mom <laughs> thing to do. Like, hey. Just eat the Otter Pops. Just, you know, <laughs> tough is it to buy a box of Otter Pops at Costco oh, and put it yeah. in the freezer and voila, done. Oh, 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 I gotta tell you guys, speaking of <laughs> just eat the Otter Pops, which was a reference to our old just eat the cake pops, yeah. right? Um, I was at a homeschool thing this week and there was so much gluten-free goofiness going on. Uh, and we, we eat gluten-free in our family. Very seriously eat gluten-free because yeah. it <laughs> it affects us big time. Yeah. And um, I was unwrapping a plate of cookies that were not gluten-free and this gluten-free woman freaked out because it was in it was close to her gluten-free cookies oh so the gluten yeah. jumps off and, the plate and the first that thing that it inter- does? <laughs> does it does it leave your cookies and the first they weren't even my cookies i was at an event like helping out that people had brought food to oh, you know yeah all i could do is stand there and think just eat the cake pops people yeah okay so it's not just homeschoolers that do this then it was, it was homeschoolers oh it is homeschoolers yeah, it was that a do homeschool this thing. i'm sorry no. i'm making fun and of i don't think it isn't ju- it is just homeschoolers but i don't know we get the people that are just aggro about everything in the homeschool yeah. community <laughs> well all right so um so we're relaxing we are going to go ahead and kick off the show this is like we said Lori lane from Arios academy it's self-explanatory let's uh, head on over there Fletch. Yes. I am not a coffee drinker. I think that's been established. (laughs) However, what I'm wondering is... Just drink the coffee. Just drink the coffee, Kendra. Um, What I'm wondering is, can people go to carolinescoffee.com and order anything other than coffee? Anything? Anything? (laughs) Anything? What's that from? That's from a funny thing. That's from something funny. Bueller? Oh, No. no. Um, uh, that's from tea. the Cat in the Hat. That's from the Cat in the Hat with really? Mike Myers. That's what it's from. Mm-hmm. I've never yes, seen that. Yes, you film. can use ten percent off on anything. Okay, so tea, tea, hot uh, chocolate, gift baskets, anything. Okay. Yeah, so that's the beauty of Caroline's Coffee being our sponsor. Um, I push the coffee because I love it, and that's why I approach them. I know. But people like you <laughs> and others, right, can go on over there and use that coupon code for anything. H I R L. You use it at checkout. You put it in. It'll apply ten percent off your order. Thanks, Caroline's Coffee, for sponsoring the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. And thank you, Hurlers, for going and supporting Caroline's Coffee. All right, Kendra, so this is a funny titled show. You know, we're bringing in Hitler, we're bringing in naked statues, and that's because we talked about all of these with Lori Lane when, we did. She, when she was on. So um, this was a great interview. She was super positive about the arts, and you were just like popping out of your seat because... You're an artistic flavored mom as well. You were going to say flake. No, we didn't <laughs> talk about you being a flake during this interview. But no, yeah. I think this is just right in your wheelhouse. So let's uh, let's head on over to that interview and we'll be back at the end. We are here with Lori Lane and we are so, so happy to have you with us, Lori. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to connect with you. 
So, Lori, we would love if you would tell our audience a little bit about who you are, uh, maybe a little bit of your homeschooling history, and then we'd love to find out where you are as well. All righty. Well, my husband, John, and I have been married. We're coming up on 33 years. I've been actively parenting for 30, and our homeschool experience just ended with the last of 22 years of of, uh, homeschooling. So we're excited about a new stage of life. Uh, We live in the central Colorado Rockies. If you look at the state of Colorado's map and you put your finger right in the middle, that's where we are. So we're still not having summertime or springtime here. So. Wow. Yeah. I was just checking the, I mean, just to kind of anchor people in time, this is uh, the end of a, they called an El Nino year. It wasn't as strong as they wanted, but I looked at the news this morning. We're at the end of May, Memorial Day weekend, and we have snow in the Sierras this weekend. Yeah. We had some snow on the ground this morning too. It was kind of disheartening actually. (laughs) Awesome. So we, uh, we would love to dive into this topic of kind of where you are and who you are. And that is Ardios. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, my background is in the arts. Um, I had a incredible high school, middle school and high school experience in a school that um, just put high value on the arts and it wasn't too long in, when I started my own teaching career that I realized that not everybody has had that experience and, and how enriching it can be. Um, my boys uh, came home from a Charlotte Mason school when they were in first and second grade, and we started homeschooling. And even though I had this degree in piano performance and this arts background, the arts were one of the last things that I would actually get into homeschooling, the the uh, math and the science were overwhelming to me. And so by the time we got done with that, I just collapsed on the couch at the end of each day. And there was no music. There was no art. But God gave us four boys that actually were uh, gifted in the arts. And as they headed into middle school, the two older ones, uh, one was interested in theater. It was really his thing. And one was interested in film. And we looked around, we were living in Atlanta at the time. We looked around the city of Atlanta and we found two different types. Now, this was 20 something, almost 20 something years ago now. Um, We saw uh, some great scope and sequence and great teachers. Uh, We were a little concerned about the environment for the boys um, at that particular age when they were that, um, you know, teachable and moldable. And then we found some uh, programs that were more Christian in nature. But at that time, the standard of excellence really wasn't there. And so we were kind of exasperated. We didn't know quite what to do. The boys had a small group of friends, seven to be exact, that were also interested in some of the same things. And their mamas came to me and said, isn't your background in the arts? You know, if you play the piano or you draw, then you're supposed to be able to do all of it. Apparently. Right, right. So um, I said, well, yes. And they said, well, why don't you do something? Well, I was a, I was a homeschool mom, just had, a, just had had another baby. But honestly, that was let, like letting a racehorse out of the gate because <laughs> that, that is my thing. I love teaching. I love working with uh, students and parents. And so we began a year of preparation and traveling to different, um, the boys were going into high school at this time, college, uh, colleges around the country and developing a scope and sequence for a visual and performing arts school that was geared towards homeschoolers where they could actually choose, um, quote, a major or an area of focus 
and uh, dig down deep and, and have their own visual and performing arts um, experience. And from that came uh, the rest of the program. As the boys uh, started high school, many of the parents, you know how they all panic about high school, and uh, said, oh, maybe we should put our kids back in the classroom. And I said, no, here, we, can, we can make a program where arts and academics coexist. And uh, they're both considered important, and the curriculum will be integrated. So it developed really from the from the needs of our own children. And now we have um, ten, almost uh, next year it'll be thirteen campuses around the country, and just excited to see what God's doing with these kids. Wow, a, a, a situation where arts and academics coexist, Kenj. What do you oh, think about that? I, it sounds like... My, my wife is beaming <laughs> my, over here. This is what she wanted. My she perfect st- storm of goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but this yeah, isn't well, what we're seeing, though, right? No, no. I, and I think a lot of times you'll see, um, you'll see parents... You know, homeschooling goes in cycles. You guys have been doing it long enough to see it, how what's important kind of, kind of shifts every four or five years. And, and uh, a lot of parents are really uptight about the academic issues, but if they would look at the studies, um, arts actually make better students. And if we're really equipping, which is what the word artios is, means fully equipped, if we're really wanting to equip our, equip our kids then arts have to be a part of it because the arts influence what hap- what's happening in society and what's happening in society influences the arts. So our kids can learn discernment by being a part of the arts. Lori, I have seen also in these years of homeschooling that there are homeschoolers who don't have a background for themselves in arts. And so how do you equip that parent or what are some sort of some baby steps somebody could take if their whole world has been something other than the art sports or academics or politics or you know something where they haven't speech really debate, themselves yeah. yeah speech and debate or they just themselves have not been very exposed to um, anything other than pop culture what do you say to that parent and where's a good place for them to start well, I think one of the, the best ways to start is to try and encourage curiosity in the arts. So as they're, you know, you don't have to understand um, classical music or, or um, great, how great films were made to begin to understand what made them great or to, you know, just innately know that this is great music. And having that stuff in the background, for example, when we were studying, you know, say the early modern time period, I didn't make it, if I had made a big deal about classical music with the boys, they would have never listened to it. (laughs) But if I would have it on in the background, as we were talking about the time period, it kind of sets the stage for the time period and gives them a feel for how that is. So I think exposure, um, we have lots of parents who don't have an arts background and that's why they come to us. They want to have some, um, some leadership or some guidance into how to expose their children to the arts. Can we talk a little bit about fear? Because I think Mm. a lot of homeschool families, you know, we reach out to homeschoolers. Well, we don't reach out to them, but we're we're pushing their buttons. Those that are so afraid of the public school, so afraid of private school, so afraid of charter schools, they're going to homeschool their kids in a bubble. And I have a feeling that when you start talking about arts and culture, they immediately are going to start shrinking back because they're getting pictures of um, 
just well you know. I'll tell you Fletch one time I remember <clears throat> sitting at a homeschool convention years ago and I was sitting outside during a break and just listening to the conversation next to me and these women were talking about ripping all the pages out of an art book that had oh. any kind of nude you know, uh, paintings or whatever. Did you, you know, hear like Lori Venus just De groan Ma- there? That I know. was great. Well, like Venus de Milo ripped right out of the, you know, or oh the word. statue of David ripped it right out of there, you know. And I thought, man, where's the answer for this, you know? Um, so what do you say to that, Lori? Well, I think, I think it's uh, oftentimes if we, if we keep our kids in a, bub- in a bubble culturally, what happens? And I was, you know, funny enough, I was raised in a pretty legalistic environment and a lot of the kids, when they were done, you know, went out to find culture on their own. I think the way to expose kids to the arts is when we have a chance to input to them at the same time. Mm. And uh, to be able to teach them what this, what this artist was trying to portray and why he was portraying it in this way or why the music sounded that way. I love to, I love to use the example of, um, of Wagner. You know, Wagner... I had to take a whole semester on him. So I'm that's, sorry. I apologize. Yes, I, yes, you, know, you know, I was a voice, I was a vocal performance major. Yeah. Great. So I'm the odd man out in this conversation I, right sorry, now. But. I cannot stand Wagner. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I like some of his orchestral music, but as a person, yeah. he was, he was, anti-Jew, even though he was part Jew, he wrote all these horrible books. In his operas, you'll see Jewish people portrayed in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, you fast forward a few years, and guess who had Wagner as his favorite composer? Yes, Hitler. It was Hitler, absolutely. (laughs) So we're drawn to to music and to the arts um, that reflects our worldview. Mm. So to teach kids that is equipping them and to keep them in a bubble from it means that when they go out, they're not going to know how to be in the world, but not of the world. Oh man, I am in trouble, Kendra. Why? Because apparently my worldview has a lot to do with reggae and Bob Marley. I am in <laughs> so, but that is so, she just like, she's preaching the truth to me. Well, <laughs> you know, what, yeah, but you know, there, we also have to talk about how do we redeem that as believers? Yeah. How do we redeem what we're seeing in culture? How do we, I love that example of Wagner. It's perfect because um, that just opens the door to such amazing conversations with our kids. And uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, but I'm going to tell you all a little secret. We don't live in um, a big metropolis. It would take us an hour and a half to get into San Francisco to go to the opera or the symphony. And we'll do that every once in a while. It's also extremely cost prohibitive. But the Metropolitan Opera broadcasts in high definition uh, live their operas throughout the season at local IMAX movie theaters. And so I take my girls um, and we go, but there are those operas that I say, "Mm, we're going to pass on that one. It's a little, um, a little, (laughs) a little bit more than I want my girls to be exposed to. Um, But by and large, the classic operas are fantastic for them. But there are always things that that come up in some of these operas. Um, I'm I'm thinking the one we watched recently was Man and Lescott. And there's a whole 
whole conversation to be had about women putting their hope in um, men <laughs> and right. relationships and sex and power and money. And it, it literally destroys these this woman and her lover at the end of the, the opera. Those are fantastic conversations to be had um, and, and shown in a beautiful, vivid way. Well, I think the question is, who do you want, who do you want discussing that with your kids? Do you want to be the one or do you want, you know, some college professor to be the one doing it? And so, so I, I love that. And even getting into things that, um, you know, I may not understand artistically, but you can sit there and you can really see, um, you know, I love the musical Wicked. I love it, (laughs) but you have to go to that with eyes open because the worldview in that is not biblical. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, so taking a group of kids to that and they're all starry eyed because the music is amazing, et cetera. But then going out for coffee afterwards and mm-hmm. discussing some of those key lines about your, you know, what, what you consider good or, right. is, you know, those lines, you know what I'm talking I about. Do, yeah. Well, and, uh, that's exactly to... what I was talking about offline with you, Lori, is that I want my kids to be functional in the marketplace. Yes. Um, and there's plenty, you know, my, my genre is film, and I have, uh, I have in-laws, I have a lot of people in the church that say, wow, you guys watch a lot of films, uh, at least I do, and then, right. <laughs> and then I, I bring my kids in when I can to say, hey, this is what the world's talking about right now, and it's the most popular, you know, the whole Star Wars thing. I can remember yep. as a kid, my parents were like, well, that's just George Lucas teaching Buddhism to America. You know, whatever. I'm, <laughs> you know, now we watch it. So at least we can have the conversation about good, evil, you know, redemption, exactly. any, any of those themes. I want to have them and I want my kids to be engaged. Right. And even, um, and I'm, you know, this will raise eyebrows, but uh, I recently went back and watched all of the Harry Potter films um, just because. I thought, you know, all these people have been talking about this all this these years. And if you're not comfortable with that, then that's great. That's fine with me. But but I think there are some themes in there that our kids are going to get exposed to that when they're put on a big screen and they're all um, they're all pretty and they're, you know, talented people are doing it. They're going to they're drawn to it and they need to understand what it is they're watching or listening to. We did a whole episode on Harry Potter because there's a character that I think is a perfect homeschooler. And I forget what her name was now. She's the little pink, pink. Oh, yeah. uh, teacher. She has all the cats. But, I forget. <laughs> but she has scenes where she's literally measuring people up. She's using yeah. a tape measure. And then she's telling them what all the rules are. And, you know, rules beget rules. And there's more and more rules. Uh, and I think of, like, that's the perfect, you know, classic homeschool family that says, we have all these rules and this is what we're going to live by. So... Don't worry about mentioning Harry Potter. That's right. That's right up the homeschooling in real life alley. Yes. So I think that, um, I think, you know, one of the things that we do at RDOs that I feel is different than at other arts programs is we're not only teaching the skills, you know, even from, from kindergarten on up, we're not, we're teaching the skills, but even from an early age, we're trying to teach biblical worldview as it applies to those um, arts areas and also teaching them discernment. I've got a story. Do we have time for one story? We oh, do. Please. And then and then let's go from there to um how we want to connect people to RDOs. Like okay. how how do they connect? All right. I um had a I was teaching theater and I had um lower elementary. It was uh 6 and 7 year olds, which isn't my best age, but nobody else was doing it. So I was going to do it that year. 
And uh, we had spent the whole first semester going through um, drama skills, etc. And we were in the ancient time period. So we were using biblical stories. Then you come time for, um, you know, Greece and Rome and all of that foolishness. And so um, I came in second semester and I said, I have a story I want to read to you. I have uh, and I want you to listen to it and I want you to see if there's anything on there that sounds familiar and what might be different. And so we listened and one little boy in the back of the room just got really agitated. And at the end, I said, okay, so what was different? And he began to do this compare and contrast for the biblical story of Noah and the ark and the Greece, you know, the Greek version of Noah and the ark. And he went piece by piece by piece as he went down which, you know, depending on what method you have, some people don't think kids at that age can do that, but mine could always do that with me, argue. And then, uh, so we came to, then I said this question to him. I said, why do you think the Greeks came up with their own story of Noah and the ark? And his hand raised up again, and I said, yes. He said, because if they believed God's story, then they would have to answer to God. But if they make up their own story, then they only have to answer to themselves. And so that's what we're about, that we're trying to teach the skills and the discernment from a very, very early age. That's great. That's uh, a perfect story yeah. for our homeschooling crowd. So, Lori, you know that you and I have tried to connect. <laughs> yes. On my end of things, it's been failure. Um, but... This so excites me because it's so completely in my wheelhouse and I understand right. the importance and I understand, you know, the benefit and I've got these artsy kids. And so I want to have that conversation with you about bringing Artios all over the nation. So can you tell our listeners more about Artios, how they can find out about it, maybe how they can get involved? Sure. Um, the way Artios has grown has really been by word of mouth and you can find out a lot about it by visiting our website, um, although it's hard to spell, <laughs> A-R-T-I-O-S-Academies.com. And on there, it explains the philosophy, it explains the skills, it explains the curriculum, but there's also a tab on the menu that says, bring RDOs to your area. And there's a whole complete packet that we're happy to send you um, to bring RDOs to your area. It's not as hard as you think. There's a lot of people out there that are really desiring something like this in their area. And when they hear about it, what excites us is the lights are going off in their eyes saying, this is what I need for my kids because I don't know how to do this by myself. Well, we'll put that in our show notes too. So if you're listening on a smartphone, you can just click on the screen and there'll be a link right to that if you want to see it. Otherwise, go to our show notes for this episode. Um, how would people connect with you? I, I know you have a blog online or a, your own website. Uh, I do. The, the, uh, the main Ardios, uh blog is called The End in Mind because we're homeschooling with The End in Mind. It's theendinmind.net. And that's that. You can contact me through either the Ardios website or theendinmind.net. And uh, on there is a contact tab, and it'll, that'll come straight to me. Lori, thank you so much for your time today and for talking with us about one of our favorite topics, which is just getting our kids exposed to worldviews and using the arts and culture to help them see the glory of God in our world. Thank you again for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. 
All right, guys. We hope you loved that interview with Lori Lane. I did. I, you know, I'm not like a big artsy guy, but it wasn't until she started mentioning film that suddenly my blood started pumping and I got excited because, as you know, that's something I love to do with our kids. I love to expose them to good films, and that's classic films, pop films, anything that the world is talking about. I want to engage them, right, Kench? Yeah, absolutely. And I know your gig is music and fine arts. Yes. We have a daughter that's like a musical. You said last a week couple, she's like yeah. far in front of you now as far as what's going on with musical theater. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'd love to hear more from you. We might have uh, touched a nerve with this one. You may totally disagree with what you should expose your kids to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can reach us on facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can tweet to us at homeschool IRL. Uh, you can email us info at homeschooling IRL.com. And there's two things I want to talk about before we let our listeners go this week. One is sponsoring us on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash homeschoolingirl. We have a goal that we would love to free ourselves of advertisers. So if you have not considered sponsoring us, flip a quarter in the cup or more. We'd like more because we'd like to be able to free ourselves from advertisers. Yeah, I think our listeners would love that too. So um, head on over to patreon.com. The other thing is you know, leave a review at iTunes. We talk about this a lot. Head over, leave a review at iTunes. Um, you can, you know, just follow, find us on iTunes, search for us, and then leave a solid review. We get some great stuff. But let me tell you, we got a letter this week. Who? Hey, Chihuahua. We had a mm. brand new listener that heard Kendra or something at Teach Them Diligently. And she said, man, you guys are nailing it. We're from a legalistic family. Um, we never taught our kids about sex. So mm-hmm. those those topics that you went over, mm-hmm. she was like preaching from a soapbox about this mm-hmm. because they had a daughter that got pregnant. Because yeah. they never taught her about um, about sex. Just or, never, know, had those never had those conversations. Yeah. And then when she got pregnant, blackballed from the church. Right. And so... Because we're so good at that. This crowd that she was in and that she said, you know, we I think she said we used to preach the same thing. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they turned on us mm-hmm. and we were a family without a church. And that's mm-hmm. horrible. It's horrible. Um, but she said, would you guys continue to go down this path and talk about... Um, homeschool parents who don't know how to have the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Sex. And and she recommended somebody to have on that we are really excited about. So yeah, we're, gonna we're, reach out, we're going to do that. Yeah. Whew, so that was kind of a, a big one. But my point is you can reach out to us by writing us an email at info at homeschoolingirl.com. And even if you leave a review on iTunes, I read those, um, not because I'm trying to pat myself on the back, but a lot of people engage with us through there and tell us what they think of the show. We would love to tell you what we have coming up next week, but we're going to continue this enjoyable week in Hawaii and relax. So we will talk to you next week with another great show. Talk to you then. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.